This story makes my butthole, like, pucker. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Failing Miserably, Ordinary People Fucking Up Extraordinarily podcast. I am so excited to be back in the closet recording episode number two for you guys. I just wanted to kind of start off the episode by saying thank you to everybody that has tuned in so far. I really appreciate it. I know the formatting for episode number one was a little bit rough and everything moving forward is just going to be kind of a work in progress. I don't have a lot of experience recording at all. And the closest thing that I have come to as far as working in um, GarageBand is basically just dating a lot of bass players (laughs) throughout my life. Um, I feel like that says a lot about me as a person, but we won't get into that right now. Anyway, I am super excited to bring you episode number two, but before I jump into that, um, I just had a couple of notes from show number one. Wow. First of all, I say the word like a lot, and that's definitely something I'm going to try and do a whole lot less of. Uh, It's a little weird, and I don't know, just very strange hearing my own voice on playback. I listen to my episode in my car because I feel like that's a place where I can really like sit down and process auditorily a lot easier than, you know, listening to playback in my living room. And it was just, it was really strange. I definitely feel like I have a very California voice and I don't know how to feel about it, but it is what it is. I can't really change the way that I sound, right? Um, So short of that, moving into episode number two, I sit down with my really close friend, Taylor, that I have known since we were 12, and we outline, I don't know, just kind of the essence of being a middle schooler in the early to mid, I guess, 2000s, and we talk about a trip that we took together. So let's go ahead and get into it. Here is episode number two with my good friend, Taylor. Thank you for tuning in. So when we were, we were in the eighth grade, right? Yes, we we were were in eighth grade. So we would have been about 13. I think you might have been 14 already. I was not because I'm younger. Yes, I was 14. I... Yes, I was. So we went on this educational quote unquote field trip to Hawaii (laughs) in the eighth grade that we all like did a bunch of fundraising for and begged our parents to let us go on. I think that was probably the first time that most of the kids like from our class or our school or whatever had been away from home for that long. And that was actually, gosh, that was my first time ever like going through an airport and like flying on a plane. So it was just like a lot of a lot of firsts, I think, on that trip. Yeah, I don't think I I had gone on a plane and gone through an airport before that, prior to that, but I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I might have even, I don't remember. Um, that wasn't the longest I was away from home. That was the furthest, furthest. Okay. I was away yeah. from home. I mean, considering that it's like an ocean. Right. And I could, you know, plane to get there. And I can remember feeling super freaked out because this was, gosh, probably only three years post 9-11. 
So going into like an airport and doing that whole thing, just, it felt really scary without mom and dad there. I I guess I just didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I felt better with the, with the chaperones that we had because there were a couple chaperones that we had known Mm -hmm. for a really, really long time. So maybe it just kind of felt like, yeah, our parents aren't here, but at least we have people that we know and trust. I think I felt, I think I felt pretty confident like getting through TSA and doing the whole like airport security thing. Like I felt okay about that because we were all together, but then we go to get on the plane and I guess like the travel agent just booked whatever seat she could book. And there's like an entire group of our entire class together. And then there were five or six of us that had to sit in random spots on the plane. And I was one of those people that had never flown before. And I was separated from our group. I was like next to this guy that got, had to have been maybe like 17 or 18. Um, and I was all by myself. I didn't know anything about turbulence, didn't know anything about, about being on a plane at all. So it was pretty scary. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. That is kind of scary. I don't, I guess I don't remember that happening. I remember that we were close by each other on the way back because I think like, that's not happening again. Um, but I remember being really kind of scared, like when we were out over Mm -hmm. the ocean, because that just doesn't sound fun to me. I like to have land below me. <laughs> I remember when we were circling the island to try and land, it was taking a really long time. Um, I think just because yeah. there was something to do with landing or air traffic control, who knows really, but my ears kept popping and I didn't know that you could chew chewing gum in order to get rid of like the ear popping thing. <laughs> So I just sat there like silently crying and that 17 year old or whatever old boy sitting next to me like looks over and he's like, oh, do you want some gum? And I remember looking at him like, why the fuck would I want gum right now? Like I'm in pain. I'm crying. I'm scared. And he was like, no, no, no. It's for your ears. Like, so your ears won't hurt. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh my god! And then I went from like being embarrassed from crying to like being embarrassed of like not understanding. And it was just like, I want off this plane so bad. I think we got off the plane and we got laid, which <laughs> that's always fun to do with a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. Oh yeah, I thought it was the most hilarious thing god. ever. <laughs> um, and then I remember we had to wait like three hours for our luggage. Right. So we waited forever for our luggage. Cause I guess something happened with it. We finally get over to the hotel. Everybody's tired. Everybody's cranky. We haven't eaten and we're going up to the escalator and this kid from our class that was just, he was like really smart. I think this guy ended up growing up and like working in aeronautics or something like that. Um, but he like reaches out his hand to touch the sconce on a wall and he fucking cuts his entire palm open. Like the first 15 minutes that we're at the hotel. Yes. And then one of the other boys, mom, she was mm-hmm. a chaperone. So this was his mom. So his mom had to take some other kid to the emergency room in Hawaii to get this whole thing sorted out the very first day. It was like day. the first 15 minutes we were like there. Everybody was so pissed too, because I think that that chaperone had actually been the one that was handed off all of our hotel like room cards or keys or whatever. So then she left with them, not thinking about it. So then they had to reassign and like pass out key cards again. So it took even longer for all of us to get into our rooms. Wow. You have a really good memory. I was so mad. I don't think I've ever been so hangry and cranky and pissed off at 
out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that just kind of, I feel like really set the mood for the entire trip because it was a whole lot of stuff like that for what, how long were you there? 10 days? We were there for a a week. week. We, I think got there like on a Saturday or Sunday and we didn't leave until like a Monday. Like we were there for our entire spring break. (laughs) That was just, I don't, I don't know how to really even like put into words what that trip was like. (laughs) I, I guess it all boils down to imagine taking, I don't know how many, 25, 30, Junior high school kids. Some are pubescent. Some are pre-pubescent. There was just so much. You know, like, I mean, it's not a foreign country, but you're literally on an island. There's nowhere to go. <sighs> and you're just there. And whatever happens, you just have to let it happen. Oh, yeah. I remember. But I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Was that. So I think after everything got all settled. And we got into our rooms. Um, was that the first night that we went out to the water and we ran into the group of people? No, I think that that was like midway through the trip. <laughs> okay. So maybe we should talk about that. Yeah. Next. So we ended up at the beach one night, right? Yes. And there was like some other young people at the beach. And probably more. Like high school freshmen, probably. Like they were a couple years older than us, but I think at the time when you're like this dorky little 13 year old that's still in middle school, like they seemed like they were a lot older and more mature than we were. Like they yeah. had, I think they had like chest hair and like leg hair and stuff, whereas like most of the boys from our class didn't have any of that yet. So we were really interested in, in them. <laughs> You know what the stupid thing is, is that I was interested on some, uh, I was interested in someone that was on that trip. So I didn't even care. (laughs) True to form for me. Well, I had, we'll just, I think I had been going through that situation where I had a crush on the boy whose mom was a chaperone and those (laughs) feelings just were no longer reciprocated. So I think I was just feeling the heartbreak on that trip a little bit because we had to go and interact with him and I had to pretend like everything was fine and everything was cool, but my feelings were so, 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 so hurt. And I'm pretty sure that this person is actually gay. (laughs) Wow. It's it's just kind of funny, like being heartbroken over, well, it's no wonder he wasn't interested in you, Kayla. Duh. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sounds like my 2019, (laughs) but anyway. (laughs) So yeah, there was that group of like young high school boys. They definitely weren't seniors. They weren't like 17 or 18. They were maybe 14 or 15. And one of them came over and kind of was like flirting with one of our friends, right? Yes. I just remember all of a sudden we were just like surrounded by these like cute guys and it was like, hey, what are you doing over here? And as far as like social pecking order went in our junior high, like I think it's pretty fair for me to say that we weren't cool. No. (laughs) We were not cool. So we were really excited. Like I think that we were not like the dorkiest of the dorks. If we had like A team, B team, and C team, we were definitely like B team. We're definitely in the middle. 
people weren't like aggressively mean to us all the time, but we definitely, I think, got our share of some junior high torment and just, you know, weren't the necessarily the cool kids either. So having attention from older boys that were, you know, 14 or 15, it seemed like a really big deal at the time. And I think we were really stoked about it. Probably. Uh, so I can't exactly remember what happened, but there was this one boy in particular that was very interested in one of our friends. And didn't he at one point, like, remove his shirt? Yes. So we're, all, we're all out in the water, and I think we came out of the water, and we were standing on the beach, and I think we were getting ready to walk back to the hotel because – just for a little bit of like reference, our hotel was literally across the street from Waikiki Beach. We basically got to just walk to the water and walk back to the hotel without incident. Um, And so I think we were kind of gathered together. And um, I think for a little bit, this guy just tried to pretend like he was part of our group. Didn't he? I think so. I think he did something like that. He was hanging out with us. And he was hanging out with us. So he had removed his shirt and our friend had his right. shirt. Because that was like the big drama was that, oh, he took his shirt off and he gave it to her. Yes. And he was trying to pretend he was with our group. And then I'm pretty sure one of our eagle-eyed chaperones realized that he was not with our group and sent him away. Right. And I remember... Did he ever get his No, back? that freaking chaperone took it away from our friend and wouldn't let her keep it, but sent him away. So the chaperone, I guess, I don't know, had a, a shirt from a teenage boy just, you know, chilling in their hotel room. Wow. But I remember at the time we were so, like, we were so pissed off. We're like, it's just a shirt. Like, why can't she keep the shirt? You've sent him away. We were so upset for her. We're like, it's not like we were going to let him in our hotel room. what a time to be alive I mean there were just so many things on that trip so that was like kind of I think earlier on in it and this is the thing about cramming four teenage girls into a hotel room like you can start off the trip being best of friends but by the end of the trip you've just spent way too much time in each other's personal space and somebody gets irritable and somebody gets to the point where they like want to start popping off about stuff and that definitely became like a common theme with one of our roommates (laughs) oh yes yes I think she single-handedly just kind of put a damper on the whole trip oh, for us. you know, how it is being 13 and being melodramatic about everything. I remember she threw, like, this big crying fit about starting her period, which sucks. Like, I can sit here and be like, you know what, when you're 13 years old, like, getting your period on a trip to Hawaii where everyone's in bikinis and bathing suits is, like, awful and uncomfortable. And, like, I get that. But I remember she was wailing about it for, gosh, like a good 45 minutes in our hotel room one day. And we're just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you're so upset by getting your period, which it wasn't the first time she had ever had it, like, go talk to one of the chaperone moms because I don't know how to help you. Like, I'm 13. I don't even have boobs yet. (laughs) I think we had months to prepare for this trip. And so it was like, I feel like we all kind of took the responsibility to whether or not we were going to learn how to put a tampon in before this trip 
or whether or not we were going to not do that. And she chose to not learn how to do that before the trip. And that's okay. I mean, that's like a completely valid choice for a 13 year old girl to not be using tampons. Like you shouldn't be using tampons if you're not comfortable using tampons. I'm sorry. I've said tampon like 75 times, (laughs) but it was just one of those things that was just there's always the one person I think in the friend group that's a little bit of a wet blanket and it was definitely her at the time and and that's yes. kind of like where it started then we went on this trip not on this trip we went on this thing where we had the freedom to kind of I think go shopping on our own one evening and yeah. um mm-hmm. we had to go with our individual groups and the thing was that we had I think two hours and if we weren't back like exactly like right when we needed to be which was like 7 p.m or something like that then we were going to be in big trouble and they didn't really tell us I think what the consequences were going to be but I think we all assumed that we would probably not have the freedom as an entire group to be able to go off and do stuff anymore so I remember like three of us were taking it super seriously <laughs> Because we're like, hey, like, I'm out here living the life. I think that this is the night that you and I and our other friend went to Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Yes, we went to Louis Vuitton. We went to Gucci. We went to Von Dutch. We were just living it up. We walked in there. And this is the thing about being 13. Like, I've had other people mention stuff about, you know, when I was in middle school, like, I put together this beautiful outfit that I just thought was, like, incredible and cool. Like, I've seen this meme where it's, like, a girl posting a photo of herself, like, in a long dress with, like, pants underneath it and, like, sunglasses, which was, like, a very 2000s, like, clothing style. And then it's, like, captioned, um... This is the outfit that I wore when I went to the Jonas Brothers concert, and I knew that Nick Jonas was going to fall in love with me. <laughs> I feel like there were so many moments like that on our trip, just like with our outfits and our clothing. I, I think I wore to the Louis Vuitton store. Um, I had on some black Converse, and I had on this, like, I don't know what you call it. It almost looked like a tennis outfit, but it was black and pink because those were my colors in middle school. And I had on, like, a hat that said, um, I just got laid (laughs) because of Uh the stupid, like, play on words with delays in Hawaii. And that's what I wore to the Louis Vuitton store for the first time, thinking, like, I look like such a baller. (laughs) I honestly blame Paris Hilton (laughs) for, like, half of the fashion choices that any girl made in 2004. But oh, it was so influential, so influential. My fashion choices that trip were just not the greatest. Are we, Mm-mm, I just don't think so. What I do remember is we had gone into the Gucci store and we were looking at bikinis mm-hmm. or something, and we're in there. And the, when we would go into the stores, the salespeople would not take their eyes off of us for five oh, they were seconds. Pissed. Like, I can't remember. I don't think they, they're pissed at us. (laughs) They were so mad and so angry. It was like, who unleashed this poor hell on my beautiful island? Why are these children here? I remember thinking to myself, I look amazing. Why are they looking at me like this? (laughs) What do you mean? My, my fashion choices Uh are so wonderful. It's 2004. Um, Oh my gosh. And not to mention that there was a couple of us, I think that, we technically had enough spending money to maybe buy a couple <laughs> items. I think I had like $600 so, for that whole trip. I did not. 
Well, maybe that was when we went to a maybe lesser right. store. Right. <laughs> no. I feel like I had like a, a chunk of change, but I left my shopping money up in the <laughs> hotel. So I actually never got to right. buy anything while I, while we went on the shopping trip, but that's just besides the point. So we're in Gucci and a bathing suit falls off the rack. <laughs> I remember this. I turn around and I am alone. I'm alone. And I can see you guys. You're outside the store. You didn't leave me, but you're peeking in we through the glass. Died. You bolted and you're laughing hysterically. And I'm like trying to like get this suit back on the the thing. And I was just completely mortified. I was like, I should not be here. It was just not the greatest experience. That was like eighth grade. Like, I don't think that we were intentionally trying to be mean, but it was just like very much a every girl for herself moment. And I was like, I am not getting rested. I am out of here. I, I definitely don't think that it was out of malice. It definitely was like, that's just what you do when oh, you're yeah. 13 and something bad happens. Yeah. No. So there was just. I remember the bikini incident. Yeah, that was that was a big one. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was a big one. And then, you know, I, I guess by the end of the night, so we had gone to the all these like high-end retail stores. And at some point, the girl in the group that we were originally talking about ventured off with some other people because she decided she didn't want to hang out with us. We were supposed to meet our chaperone at like this one specific spot at like 7 p.m. And it's like seven o'clock and she's not there. And the rest of us are there. And we're like, what, what the heck? Like, where are you? Like, I don't think I had a cell phone with me on the island because this was, gosh, this was in the early 2000s when there was like roaming issues. And if you leave your area code, then you get charged more money. <laughs> um, yes. I think she had a cell phone. And even I think the chaperone tried calling her and she's like not answering. And I think the three of us were just convinced that we were going to be punished and that the end of the world was coming and that our entire trip was going to be ruined. So we're like getting ready to cry. And then all of a sudden she strolls in. She was probably like five minutes late with like this shitty attitude. And the chaperone's like, Hey, where were you? And it was no big deal. But I think that, I think yeah. that further set the tone for the rest of the trip. And it was just kind of like, it became this thing where the three of us were cool. And then it was her. Yeah. And I don't know. There was just other things that happened too. Like apparently on that trip is when everybody decided again that I was anorexic and I never was, but it was only because she decided to tell her chaperone Mm -hmm. that I was ill. I remember she used those words. Yeah. Taylor is (laughs) ill. Uh, excuse me, I've been shoving my face this entire trip and I would like to go to five. Yeah, we ate like 30 California rolls the entire time we were there. We were just constantly eating like Uh, (laughs) we thought was like the pinnacle of like fine dining California rolls. Well, anytime they're sushi, I mean, come on. And we were so happy that they had like what was probably microwavable packet miso soup at the continental breakfast downstairs and to have it for breakfast just felt right yeah that that same person uh started i think a few rumors or issues on the trip um 
Because I remember coming back from Hawaii and there was like the big friendship fallout because of, you know, just the, everything that went on on that trip. And she had told people that I had taken off my bikini and was flashing people off the balcony. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And I remember confronting her like in eighth grade. And I'm not like the most confrontational person ever. I mean, if there's something that comes up that needs to be dealt with, like I will, I will handle it. But I remember going up to her and just being like, why would you tell people that I was flashing people off of the hotel balcony? And she was just kind of like, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And it's like, well, a bunch of other rumors were started about people by you on this field trip. So I'm pretty sure you did. But okay. But I just remember being so miffed. Like, I hadn't even kissed a boy yet. And I was, I think, very upset about the fact that I was probably one of the few people on that field trip that had not been kissing boys yet. So it was just kind of like, how, how <laughs> could I have gone from never, like, kissing a boy to, like, flashing people off of a balcony when I don't even have enough boobs to really support a bathing suit? Like, there wouldn't be a whole lot to flash. Like, I can promise you I was not up there, like, girls gone wild junior high. <laughs> no, that would have been completely and totally unheard of. <laughs> so I think, like, the big lesson from that trip is just... I don't know. Uh, junior high is, it's, it sucks. sucks. And you think that people that you're really good friends with, uh, are always going to be your really close, really good friends. And sometimes that works out because we're sitting here like chatting and, uh, sometimes they're mean and they start rumors about you to chaperones. And it's just kind of a reflection of the misery. I think of just being young and being that age. Yes, very much. It doesn't matter if you're on a tropical <laughs> island. If you're 13, you're probably not going to have that great oh, of a time. No, it's just like so many kids with hormones and big mouths, like crammed into a, a small space. We were just a special, special group yeah, of children. Yeah, I mean, both of us, I think, had incidents too, where we were like out in the water trying to like be cool and we both almost drowned. <laughs> Ah, yes. Yes. So, well, you know, I am not that uh, strong of a swimmer. I can swim and um, I would like to say that my swimming strength improved after this incident, (laughs) but we go out in the water and we basically, there's a pier and then there was the area of the water and then there was a wall. Well, apparently that concrete wall was there for a purpose because beyond that concrete wall was corals. And so basically what happens is we go on the other side of the pier where there is no concrete wall and we decide that we are going to, I think, boogie board or something or whatever. And there was a big group of us and we did it. And basically what ends up happening is I get so far out, me and this other kid, that we cannot get back in because we're just, we kept, we keep getting pushed back out. And the whole thing was you had to have the boogie boards or you're swimming because if you put your feet down, you're going to get cut by the corals. And so there's no way to just walk back to the beach, even though I think the water was maybe only, I don't know. I don't know how right. deep it was, but 
there was no like half swimming, half walking, you know, bouncing your way back to the beach. And I, we were probably stuck out there for like a good 30 minutes. Like I swallowed some salt water. I cut up my feet. And I think what I ended up doing was basically let myself get pushed to the pier instead of trying to head straight towards Mm -hmm. the beach. Um, but there was a point in my mind where I was just like, I'm going to die out here probably. Um, I don't know if there was a lifeguard. I'm just not even sure, but we get back to the beach and my feet are so cut up. They were just completely wrecked. It was not a good experience. It was very scary. And there's a reason for this event. wall. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a similar thing happen to me. I think I ended up with a different group of people. Um, we were all at the beach together, but I was off with this other kid that I've known since the second grade. Um, and we were, we were out there boogie boarding too. And the same thing happened. Like we ended up out past the wall because he was like, oh yeah, there's cool stuff this way. Follow me. And I was like, heck yeah, sure. I'm, I'm going to follow you. And I think the only reason that like, I wasn't as sunburned and as in terrible shape as I could have been because of this was I had purchased, I think when we were at the mall or like some surf store the day prior, um, it was like a rash guard shirt. Because when I was in middle school, I had like all these weird, just like feelings about my body and the way it looked. And I felt very, very, very uncomfortable, like wearing a bikini on the beach in front of boys, in front of anybody really. Um, So I had bought that and I think I was wearing board shorts. But I remember getting stuck out there and I remember feeling like hot and sunburned and dehydrated and just trying to fight against like the current to get back because we did. We got pushed out past that wall. And then I think I came back into the shore just like crying and totally cut up from the coral and then the backs of my legs and the backs of my arms were so sunburned Uh, like I remember we had to go to like one of the rooms of the chaperones and she took aloe vera gel and rubbed it all over us because we were so miserable and sad and cut up and she was like what were you guys doing and I remember thinking like "I, I didn't try to do that it just happened We didn't. It really did just happen. We just didn't think about it. We didn't know. Nobody really said do or do not. You know, there was a bunch of people on the beach and everybody was, everybody was doing it. I don't think I had ever actually like swam in the ocean until then. But yeah, I don't know. I can't feel like the junior high mentality is just very much, well, everybody else is doing it. So I must be able to do it as well. Oh yeah, completely. You, you definitely don't think that you have any like limitations. Um, and I don't, and I think that you still kind of have that sense that nothing bad is Mm -hmm. going to happen. I mean, bad things happen, but you don't have that sense of anything, the physicality of something bad happening, like an accident or like drowning or, you know, getting really, really hurt or getting really badly sunburned or dehydrated or something have those kinds of like insecurities Mm -hmm. or thoughts, I guess. Exactly. And this was like before movies like open water came out and I think really instilled like the fear of the ocean in people. This was pre Steve Irwin. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that I ever would have actually attempted to go out there if I had ever seen a movie <laughs> no. open water. No. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. No. But I think no. a lot of it, too, was Absolutely just growing not. up in that time. Like, we were so into watching, like, television shows, like, Jackass. 
And our friends that we hung out were very, like, they're super daring and they were always doing stuff. So I think that we felt a little bit more motivated to do things that were maybe outside of, like, the scope of what was safe for us to be doing at that age. Yeah. But again, middle school mentality. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting to think back on it and to be like, what the heck were you doing? Because... I can only imagine if my son tries to do something like that in a few years and he will get his butt beat (laughs) (laughs) or at least his ear twisted and locked away in a room, not being able to do anything for the rest of his life. And it's just so funny to be here like as an adult now and looking back on something that happened, gosh, like 20 years ago. Um, Oh, don't say that. Um, not quite Ugh. 20 years ago, but getting close to it. Not quite. <laughs> getting close. But just looking back at, at that stuff and thinking, like, I don't know. What was, go- what, was, what was going on in our heads at the time? And it's just funny because there's so much of that trip that I went home and did not share with my parents. I think it was... Oh, I think I got off the plane and got home and they picked me up and they're like, so tell us about your trip. And I did the whole, oh, it was fun. <laughs> I think I probably talked a lot about the trip about the places that we went and the things that we saw and the things right. that we did um but as far as probably like the girl <laughs> drama and like maybe some of the goings on in the mm-hmm. hotel room um I don't think I divulged that in yeah I would definitely say that that was just kind of I don't know in a way that that in a way that middle school experience felt like something kind of out of a movie I'm just kind of like, in what world do a group of kids from, like, our small hometown even have the possibility of going on a field trip like that, unsupervised? Part of it is just, like, this would have made a great reality show in the 2000s, except nobody would have actually wanted to watch it except for people that were younger than us because we were super uncool. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's... It was definitely a crazy experience, and sometimes I can't really believe that it actually oh, yeah. happened because... I mean, it was like best of times, worst of times, complete shit show of a field trip, absolutely. I think that there was like a lot of... There was a lot of crying that went on behind the scenes from multiple people at different points, and it was just kind of like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, I think... Like, a couple things that did happen that were minuscule. I think there was a girl that threw a penny <laughs> off of the, the, the balcony and killed yes, a bird. in a huge trouble. Um, I'm pretty sure that I was crushing on my friend's boyfriend and really liked <laughs> him. <laughs> um, and then we thought we were hot shit when we went to the oh, luau. Yeah. We ordered, you know. uh, do you remember when we ordered, what were they, virgin pina coladas? yes I think daily on the daily we were ordering virgin pina coladas and virgin strawberry daiquiris down at the bar um and then I think at one point we even mixed them and we thought that was even we're better like, oh we're so wasted <laughs> there's no alcohol in those oh nope. man oh what a time it, it really to be was alive. I mean I can't think of anything more middle school than that entire field trip. (laughs) 
Yes. But I think it was definitely good because I think unknowingly it really set us up for probably all of the things that we would experience in high school as far as like trips and drama and just crazy things happening that you would never guess in a million years. No, definitely. I think that going on that field trip and being away from my parents for that long, um, because I think the, the only time that I had ever really been away from them from, for longer than a couple of days was when we, all of our elementary schools from like the city that we're from go to this, this camp away thing. Um, and I had done that in the sixth grade and I think that was what five days long. Um, but other than that, I had never been away from home for, for that long. And it, it made me, I think, feel a little bit more, you know, confident and independent and less afraid of the world in general. Um, but at the same time, I feel like that was really a turning point for friendships with me. Like it was just kind of like, oh, I can't trust everybody to just be nice and be, be friends all the time too. So I think it was also just very eye opening and a little bit, I don't know, a little sad. I think I was tired at that point. I had been relentlessly bullied and picked on pretty much all of elementary. And I was severely picked on in seventh grade. Um, And so basically by eighth grade, I think I was just kind of done, especially with the wet blanket Mm -hmm. person. Um, She just had this way of making everybody feel inferior and pretty much by the end of eighth grade had successfully made me feel like I wasn't even really a person. Um, and that is junior high. And it's just like show. emotional friends that are emotional vampires. <laughs> but you yes. don't like have the, I feel like you don't have the capacity to really like understand exactly what that is when you're super young. It's just like, I don't know. It feels like middle school politics almost. I did not gain that mental capacity until the year 2019. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I look back at a lot of stuff from that age and I'm just like, oh, like this affected me a lot more than I ever really thought it did. Like I, I just look at like the way that I was in junior high, I think in general, down to the way that like I went through these weird phases of just like, I don't know, as somebody that was my friend, like looking back a little bit more objectively, like I feel like. I just couldn't do what everybody else was doing. Like, is that a fair statement? I feel like that is a fair statement. Not that you couldn't, but that that just wasn't you. And I think that that's kind of like the big mm-hmm. thing in junior high is like that's kind of when you kind of start to realize like what kind of a person you want to be and the things that you like. And I think that just con- consistently being around these people that, you don't relate to, you don't really like them. They're not really your friend, but they're not really mm-hmm. mean to you. It's just like a weird gray yeah. area. And it I feel like sucks. up until middle school, I kind of lived in la la land, like in elementary school, kids picked on me a lot for being skinny, but it wasn't, I think ever the like level of torment that kids were like in terms of how mean they were to you. Um, so I don't want to like make that comparison, but kids like Kids could be shitty and awful, but it wasn't something that was pervasive. But at the same time, I was never really, like, super popular either. It was just, like, this weird place where I think I got by because there was always other kids in the class that I think were significantly weirder than I was. 
So it was just kind of like, they're the easy targets. So I think I, I skated by because of that. But like going into middle school, I think is when I realized like, holy shit, people are freaking mean. People were nasty, just completely and totally downright nasty. And I can remember like, by the time I had gotten to sixth grade, I think a lot of like the picking on and stuff, you know, had like died down and stuff. So you probably had it worse than I did, you know, in elementary. Um, I mean, as far as like the skinny thing or whatever, like, I think if somebody would have made fun of me for being skinny in elementary, I'd have been like, you're a psychopath. In junior high, I think it was kind of just expected that people are going to find just anything that they can to tear you down. Um, But my mom actually told me, she literally sat me down and she was like, I hope that you enjoyed the last seven years of your life because the next two years of your life are going to be the worst years of your life. And she was completely and totally right. I mean, even though high school was insane it was high school it was literally textbook that's what happens in high school and middle school is just complete and total torture and I don't think I ever had like nobody ever warned me that middle school was going to be awful but I think middle school was awful for me in a different way like I think that I just had a lot of issues like feeling comfortable with myself and like having my own identity and trying to like be okay with who I thought that I wanted to be but like never really understood exactly what that was either so it was just like I don't know I think I did a lot of stuff like very extreme to kind of just act out (laughs) because I didn't know exactly what I wanted and I was mad about it (laughs) well I mean some people go a lot of people go through different things and I don't think that I don't think that it was bad. I think that that was just what you had to do to get to the point where you are now. But I mean, you know, that real short haircut I had there for a minute was not the best look. (laughs) Well, you know, we've all, we've all done things to the hair that we should not have done. I'm just so proud of myself for not getting pandemic bangs yet, honestly. I know I have not done a single thing to my hair in quarantine. I'm not technically quarantined, but I am. I work at an essential business, but whatever. Social quarantining can't go anywhere, do anything. (laughs) But I have a, you know, but I have a dry scalp anyway, so. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like we definitely (laughs) covered like a lot of different elements of just, I don't know, the junior high condition and feeling I think like a failure as a teenager and just going through that experience <laughs> oh yes it's been definitely visiting it for a minute and I'm in the same breath very happy that we never have to go back to that place <laughs> I don't ever want to go back to anywhere I'm so glad to be where I am now and maybe that's a lesson for anybody that's going to listen it doesn't matter how bad it was or how screwy it was you survived it a hundred percent 